Hi and welcome to this week's Three Legs Four Wheels F1 podcast. It's Paul here with Sean, Chris, and Lee. We're going to have to run you through some special software tonight just to uh, just to get you two louder. Magic. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you love computers? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. All right. Fine. I'll give you that. How are we all doing? Reasonable. Right, good. Yeah. Um, race week part two, Saudi Arabia. Still not convinced by the Jeddah circuit. No, I hate it. I don't hate it. it the speed's exciting mm. and the fact that dangerous is exciting. I feel, yeah, I feel like we've not had terrible races there. Right. Although, yeah, when we talk about it being dangerous. Two races. Yeah, we've oh, two races there. Sorry. This is two. Why am, I, why am I agreeing with you? I know I'm right. This is the third. <laughs> so this is how memorable this place is. Yeah, there was I've... the one where they hadn't finished building it. Not allowed to say that. And then the one where Mitch oh, Schumacher no. decided to break it and also it a terrorist. Def- oh, yes. Definitely finished building it, okay? It was definitely finished <laughs> before the first race. <laughs> um, no, no, there was nothing to say otherwise on that. No, no, that's true. But yeah, we have seen a couple of fairly sizable crashes there, haven't we? So I'll keep everyone. Yeah, on Mick Schumacher. Um, uh, somebody else. The first one was fairly um, eventful, wasn't it? Because it was in the, in the middle of the uh, Verstappen Hamilton Championship battle, and yeah. Hamilton had to win the races, and there was mm-hmm. the whole slowing down. He brake tested me thing, um, and then I think the second one was Leclerc and Verstappen going at it at the beginning of last year. Yes, but. Um, it just, I think we've had some fairly interesting races, but I think the race circuit itself is pretty boring. Maybe I, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's been interesting. So, so you know, sometimes you get those circuits, don't you, that they don't necessarily produce the best racing, but at least the races generally tend to like be eventful. Yeah, they have, the two that we've had so far in Jeddah have been eventful. Um, so eventful, I completely forgot that one of them existed. Because <laughs> it was, to be fair, they were close together, weren't they? Like the first year yeah. it was our end of the calendar, and then this time last year it was this time last year. So it had been a couple of months between the races. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Actually, yes. Yeah, you see, I think I've even forgotten that. I think I've just merged it all into um, <laughs> into one. Well, <laughs> excuse me. This is the thing. Like, I don't know if anybody else is suffering from this a little bit, but. Like the first race was obviously last uh, two weeks ago, this coming weekend. But it's just like still suffering a little bit from like Formula One burnout a little bit. Like I was just like, all oh, right, yeah, the winter break. Looking forward to this. Now Formula One's rolled back around again. I'm like, this is the longest season in history. Come on, man. Like <laughs> I love the sport. I love the sport, but I, I, I do like an occasional weekend where I'm not watching it. <laughs> What were you doing last weekend then? Because you shouldn't have been watching all this weekend just gone. You shouldn't have been watching yeah, that. Stop watching all of races and the weeks in between. Well, I can't help it. The nineteenth just so good. <laughs> oh, don't don't forget this year we do get the um, the Formula One spring break. Well, um, well, after Australia, yeah, yeah. Do you know spring what? Break. Do you know what unnerved me about the calendar that I hadn't appreciated when it was first published when I was studying it a couple of days ago? Spa. Spa is before the summer break. Is it really? Spa is in July, yeah. and they come back with Netherlands and then yeah. Monza. It, it's unsettled me. Ah. Because yeah. it's not. It's not on the August bank holiday weekend. No, that's now. That's be. now Zandvoort. That's just a UK thing. So yeah. Um, let me just have a look. Uh, excuse me. Don't know what's wrong with me. I keep coughing now. I'm <laughs> <laughs> Um, 
<laughs> this new software we've got, it, it only goes so far. Well, you know. Yeah, so you've got um, four races in four weeks. That's I don't think intense. they were doing that. Oh, That's no, 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 quite sorry. intense. Four in five weeks, sorry. It's not four in Still four. Still quite a few races. So yeah. You've got one the Austrian Grand Prix on the 30th of June, then you've got the British Grand Prix on the 7th of July, and then you do get a week off, and then it's the Hungarian Grand Prix on the 21st of July, and then the Belgian Grand Prix on the 28th of July. So there's a July is busy. Mm. And then, of course, of April into May, you've got the two uh, the two double-headers there, Azerbaijan and Miami, followed by Imola and Monaco. I don't know why they just don't move what, like Azerbaijan back a little bit, or it's too late now, obviously, but they could have done, because, you know, having a month off after Australia... <laughs> I think that's that's the problem with though because with Australia and Baku it's back to back street circuits, isn't it? And they're going to be working to a deadline and trying to minimise the amount of time that it takes to build them. And of course, they've got to get, as we well know over here, so is Miami. As, but as we know over here, road closure orders. Yeah, so you've got Australia, Baku, Miami. So there's there's, there's another street circuit to set up there. Actually, so is Jeddah. Yeah, but there's no exactly there's no reason they couldn't move. If they, yeah, look, when, like, you don't tell them. Was you, they you, the calendar, yeah, the calendar comes out like summer, doesn't it? It's not like we're just going to sort of suddenly be like, "Hey, we're coming to drive around your city next week. Get get, get ready." They have they have warning. I mean, yeah. may, maybe it was proposed that the um, the calendar did get changed around, but Ferrari. Oh, my, oh yeah, maybe my money would probably be on but Azerbaijan because they're quite. I think they have quite strong opinions on stuff, don't they? Oh, also... And, uh, and I think they pay the most. I, uh, yes. They can pay so, to back up their opinions. I'm going to throw a curveball in here because um, you, you're blaming Ferrari for maybe making decisions, vetoing decisions, which, let's be honest, they have history with. Um, having watched the last few episodes of Drive to Survive since the last podcast... Still haven't. Mm-hmm. Um, Don't bother. There you go. Oh. Wow. It's such a it's such a mishmash of like just hobbled together footage and and stories and ideas. It's like they did the first half and then went, Oh shit, we've still got half a season to make. It did feel that way. It did it felt like um Did you feel like that when you watched it, Lee? Like Yeah. You, sm- you smashed it, it all felt first day, didn't you? Yeah, I, well, no, I, maybe maybe three or three or four days. I mean, it didn't take long anyway. It was over kind of over a sort of weekend and maybe a Monday. Um, I half of me thinks that because of like it was it was dead easy to make drama out of last year. That Netflix have gone. Oh, this is great! This is what Formula One is. It's basically the Kardashians with cars that go quicker than the Kardashians' cars, and uh, then they've come to do this this year or last year, and it wasn't quite the same, and they've been stuck at how to make it like a a sitcom. Never having seen an episode of The Kardashians, I'm going to have to take everyone's word for that who has seen an episode of The Kardashians. I've seen half an episode, Kim got laser eye surgery. I don't see that it translated to That's F1. pretty cool. What are the superpowers? <laughs> I'm, it turns out I should be watching this. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, who else has had laser eye surgery on TV? Superman. 
<laughs> no, I mean, he performed laser eye surgery <laughs> from his eyes. The only one I can the only one I can definitely say that's had laser eye surgery is Homer Simpson. I'm not entirely sure that counts. <laughs> <laughs> so you need the eye drops. <laughs> Always the after sale. <laughs> so um, yes, yeah, but I, I enjoyed Drive to Survive for what it was. I think. Yeah, I was gonna say it was. It was like it seems to be that the person who complains a lot at the moment, it, like towards the back end of of Drive to Survive, Zach Brown. Oh, really? Yeah, he wasn't happy, was he? That, that... Complains a lot. Yeah. Credit where, a lot of complaining. Credit where credit's due. I mean, last season and probably this season as well. He's got a lot to complain about. Yeah, he should probably be doing a bit better with his own team. Don't get me wrong, I love McLaren, but yeah. Come on, guys. I really hope that this, this race is better for them. <laughs> Actually, they can't this be much worse. Be, but... <laughs> Is it is it is it Australia they're supposed to have the new car for? Or the through McLaren? Grades? Yeah. That sounds oh, about right. Um yeah. or was it Baku? I can't remember. It's, I know it's Baku. I'm 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 looking at something now. And also the new wind tunnel um comes on on stream on Gust in June. Right. Well that's a bit late in the year, so really be helping with this year's car. Yeah, so don't look for them at the start of next season. Yeah, no, no, no. Do look for them at the start of next season. <laughs> Don't look for them at the end of of this season because they're going to use all their time. I think. Um, I mean, we'll, we'll have to see if it isn't just like a blip of a season. But uh, Aston Martin kind of made McLaren look stupid this year. Yeah, you know, with the, with the amount of time they've made up when you've had McLaren desperately trying to break into the top three for years after falling away and they'll, they'll come close and then drop back down again and come close and drop back down again. Uh, what Aston Martin has done this year has made, made, made them look daft. Um, they've made a lot of teams look daft. They've made a bigger leap forward so far. Now, mm-hmm. if anyone is, only race one, obviously. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I mean, well, that's the thing. Even if they settle down into fourth, it's still a massive accomplishment. It is. Yeah, they'll got themselves back to where they used to peak in the Jordan and Force India days, and we're going, you know, we're going back to ten plus years. Yeah, we do. They they did have that sort of minor hiccup of nearly going out of business, though, didn't they? And... <laughs> I mean, every, every incarnation of that team has nearly gone out of business because Jordan almost went bust. Then they got bought out by Midland, who had to sell up within the first season to yeah. Spiker, who ran out of money and then sold out to. VJ Malia, yeah. Who's it? That that was a horrible. Those those last few years of Jordan were fucking horrible, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah. As soon as um, I'm trying trying to think when it was um, about 2000, it started to all all go downhill for him, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah, probably about there. Uh, yeah, real shame. Yeah, yeah, because it was ninety nine. Ninety nine was Frentzen's like really good year, didn't? Where he won a few couple of races and stayed in the championship hunt until like the second, the last race. Yeah, and then following that season, he fell out with the team and they sacked him. And yeah, a Lacey came in. It was weird seeing a Lacey in a Jordan. It was. <laughs> did he come back to Jordan, or did he was he driving for somebody else? I I I, I have driving for Prost at the time. Was he? Right. Yeah. That, that, that's why he was completely unnoticeable then. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
because I think I think he used to drive for Jordan in the pre F one days. Before both of them made it to Formula One. Yeah, I think so. I think I think he was one of Eddie Jordan's discoveries because I think he claimed responsibility for about half of the grid between ninety three and ninety nine. Ah, the nineties helmet, Marco. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a helmet. Eddie Jordan it's... was a helmet before it was cool. It's not a helmet, it's a hairpiece. <laughs> I had three hair pieces. That is that is true. That is true. Yeah. Been cut, looks normal, need cutting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then and then there are three for each season, don't forget. <laughs> there's autumn, my hair really needs cutting. And then there's there's obviously that we then get swapped out for winter, I've just had a haircut. Say what you want about him, though. He really knows how to play the spoons. So it's true. Well, well you would know. Yeah. Yes. Look on, look on our YouTube channel. The, the, the evidence is all there. It's such a strange instrument for somebody to decide to play. <laughs> I think <laughs> I described it as homeless people music. I, I, I agree. I, th- I, think it, I think it comes from, and I'm, I'm probably going to be pulled up and corrected on this, but in traditional Irish pubs, they have the they have music sessions, just sort of impromptu. People bring along like guitars, banjos, mandolins, violins, whatever. Yeah. Most people have jobs, I believe. <laughs> and if you can't, I believe, I believe if you can't, you've got to call them travellers now. For and if you can't, if you can't play a stringed instrument and you can't sing, you just grab whatever's to hand and join in. And if there's a, if there's somebody obviously found a pair of spoons and started playing them like castanets, I feel like he did sell it in concert as being an Irish tradition. I mean, fair enough. Maybe I'm shitting all over an Irish tradition here, for which case I'm really sorry. I'm Irish. But, but there's a but difference between an Irish. Tables. There's a difference between an Irish pub tradition and turning up to a, a fairly, for the Isle of Man, sizable venue uh, to perform spoons to a crowd of bikers. Yeah, but you've also got, like, I mean, look at the, for example, the invention of the cajon. Now, this was. <laughs> This was just a wooden box that people put things in that make noises, kind of like a child's toy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and there are tables to tap on. You know what happened to tables? Well, look, <laughs> like, we are <laughs> we are taught. Of, I mean, obviously, we're we're, we're alienating or at least risking alienating uh, one of the countries of our demographic. Um, <laughs> but we are talking about the culture here that saw how everybody else was using drums. I went. Nah, there's a much more <laughs> awkward play, way to play a drum. Much more awkward way. Sideways with like a, a rolling piddle at the pin that's been like thinned out in the middle. Hey man, that, that's a nice looking tambourine. Tambourine? <laughs> nah, this is a baran. <laughs> so on this week's edition Sorry, traditional, traditional music. <laughs> Ireland and Irish people, I'm genuinely very sorry. That was all for comedic effect. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it was it was going, going to a lot of Irish music sessions that got me playing the mandolin again. And it was stopping going to Irish music sessions that stopped me playing the mandolin again. And I keep meaning to get back into it. Me and Dan were going to form an REM tribute band. And you need to play the mandolin for losing my religion. Exactly. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> sure, got I do have a mandolin band. somewhere. I have I have two, but one of them went to the tip. But I've got I've got my electric one. Yeah, I've got an electric one somewhere. Not sure where it is. Tell you what, should we talk about Formula One because we definitely know what we're doing with there, and we're not likely to insult. Uh, uh, yeah, I'll I'll stop that sentence now. 
Yeah. We, we are very Less likely, likely to insult everyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, news this week. Early in the season, not a not a great deal, except for everything that you'd expect, because Ferrari is going into meltdown. Well, remember last week on the was it last week on the podcast? I think it was where I said that um, I don't. I think Fred Vasseur is going to be in the job for quite some time because this is going to be his first season looking at things and being like, "Okay, this doesn't work. Why don't we do this? And why do you guys do this this way? This makes absolutely no sense." He's hit the ground running after one race. Uh, yeah, they've already lost the head of vehicle concept, uh, David Sanchez, ex McLaren. He's been there. Um, he's been there. God, um, over ten years. Um, That's particularly interesting as well, because I'm sure I saw something on motorsport at some point recent-ish, um, where they were saying that the issues they had in Bahrain were nothing to do with the car concept. It was all to do with the setup power unit isn't it i thought i thought no they're they're blaming setup i they hadn't set the power unit up properly possibly Hmm. um it's a very ferrari thing something's gone wrong quick sacrifice i don't is it a sacrifice or is it people jumping ship i i get the feeling this is this is people actually leaving the boat i don't know is it who did you say? Somebody else had gone as well, Lee. Because I only saw the one. The, uh, the the rumor rumors are that who's the guy that looks like unbelievably Italian? I mean, I imagine really? there's a few people who look quite Italian. In no, he's he's on tally more more than the others. He he's a uh, really thin looking guy. Oh, I think I know who you mean. I can't yeah, like, technical like technical director. You're talking about yeah. Laurent Laurent Mackies. Yes, I think so. Yeah, uh, he wants to leave apparently. This ain't looking good. I mean, it's Ferrari. It's never, it's never looking good. I'd like to say I'm bored of it, but I'm really not. Um, <laughs> it's because they keep finding new ways to fuck it up, which keeps it, it keeps it fresh. Yeah. He was kind of the next one to take over from uh, Mattia Bonotto, but then they obviously got they got Fred in from outside, and uh, I wonder if there's just a, a bit of a a culture change you know not culture change you, you, you've just, got my job I'm not going to work for you his nose has been put out of joint yeah just a, cla- a personality clash yeah yeah. because uh, Laurent Mackie's is French anyway so um, he probably well welcomes uh, Fred Vasseur coming in and taking over being like thank you for saving me from all of these Italians who don't know what they're doing um, so now, we're again, now we're now, offending now, Italians now I've just insulted the entire country of Italy I can never go on holiday again <laughs> uh, is crap this time of year <laughs> okay Skegness is crap every time of year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry England <laughs> yep being English we apologise for Skegness yes <laughs> what what must you think though if um, if if you're Charles Leclerc and Carlos Sainz you know, here we go again we are, we're the next in line, the next in line since, like, Kimi Raikkonen, which, you know, where he, I mean, essentially their last championship was luck. Uh, whether, but since then, it's just been a case of letdown after letdown after letdown for Ferrari. Was it was it luck, or was it that Ferrari's last championship was that one once-in-a-lifetime occasion where there was a team that was more dysfunctional than them? 
Yeah. I think there I was think a lot of dysfunction. Yeah. Or you could even look at it the fact that they Ferrari so badly they won. <laughs> <laughs> well, in the day, it was back in the days, wasn't it, where you scored ten points for a race win, eight for second, yeah, uh, six for third, and going into the final two races of the season, Kimi Raikkonen was seventeen points behind with twenty on the table, a maximum of twenty on the table, and he won the title. <laughs> yeah. Now, that is a position you'd expect if it was reversed and it was Ferrari in the lead with somebody else behind. You'd expect that to happen and Ferrari to blow it. McLaren managed to Ferrari it. Well, I mean, look at the following year when Felipe Massa very nearly won the title. I mean, that was when, you know, McLaren did have their shit together a little bit more and had one driver that they were concentrating on to be um, world champion. And for a few seconds, it looked like he was... You know, it looked like Ferrari had done it. It looked like they'd beaten um, McLaren. But since that moment, 2009 was a car crash for Ferrari. 2010, Fernando Alonso. Was... Sorry, I'm just laughing because I just remember 2009 is when Massa had his crash. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Not one specific crash. No. Uh, just the whole year and then well they weren't even on it then were they because Braun turned up in 2009 um, and then uh, 2010 through to 2013 was the Alonso era uh, the car wasn't great but Alonso still nearly won world championships yeah um, uh, I, I think I think he'd have won the, the the year he left Ferrari and they actually had like a semi-decent car that Seb fought with I think he'd have won that championship if he'd be in it. Yeah, but that maybe. But again, that's the Alonso dysfunction. Yeah, or yeah. No, or is it Ferrari? That's the thing because leaving leaving the team gets good. Yeah, and then in 2014, do you remember when they started the turbo hybrid era? Uh, the Ferrari power unit was wildly different to anyone else's. Uh, it made a really weird um, start up and uh, shut down sound, like a jet engine. Yeah. Uh, and they eventually, I think for, they changed it for the following year, for 2015, um, which is when Vettel joined, was it? And then they won a couple of races with Vettel. Vettel's the new, the new Alonso. He's going to win the world championship. No, that didn't happen. Um, because, uh, more capitulations whilst um, Vettel was fighting for world championships with Hamilton. And then, you know, it's they've just not... Last year was the best chance I think they'd had since they won their last championship. And they still managed to screw it up. Yeah. there were How many times was Charles Leclerc or Carlos Sainz leading a race and something went wrong? Oh, at least, at least four or five. <laughs> the, good news, the good news from this week is, though, apparently one of the energy stores that they've already burned through, or it was one of the electronic components, it may be the energy store, the electronic component uh, is the control box, there's the control unit. They lost the control electronics in an energy store on uh, Leclerc's car. Okay. And it looks like one of those two isn't terminal, and it, ca- it can be repaired. Oh, so it's just a bit dodgy. Yeah. That's not what you want, though, is it? Yeah, but it holds off penalties, I'm guessing, because he's already onto his second of both allowed components. You still have the penalty, though, of knowing that for half the season you're going to have a half-working component in your car. Yeah. <laughs> The way things go for Ferrari, that kind of is good news, though, because at least at least they can be confident that it might work. 
And is that the best, you know, that's, that's the best they can hope for most of the time. I don't think Ferrari, like I said, I think this year is, they've got somebody sensible at the helm, haven't they, with Fred Vasseur. Um, so if he's looking at, if he's looking at things and being like, why? Why'd you do it this way? And Ferrari turned around, but we've always done it this way. Fred's going, yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> it's an issue that. Yeah. So Not positive. Exactly. So if, if this is what Fred Vasseur is doing to Ferrari, um, then I mean, there's, may as well give Red Bull the championships now after the first race. Um, but yeah, it might not be, it might be a couple of years until Ferrari are back on that trajectory again but hopefully by the point that they get to the by the time they get to the point when they've got another chance to have a crack at a championship the procedures and 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 all the policies and everything that you put in place to make sure things run smoothly as a sporting team will have been wildly different to how they have been in the past and ferrari can actually challenge properly for race wins or 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 you know, maybe a world championship. Yeah, I mean, I think Fred Busser's main job is just to go in and glue the heads back on the chickens. Mm-hmm. And until until he gets and, com- until he gets complete control over what's happening there, Ferrari is still a terrifying job. <laughs> <laughs> what chicken head gluer or Ferrari team principal? Chicken head gluer, is that a bit of both? I would have said. <laughs> go and glue those heads back on those chickens. What? <laughs> Sorry, boss. <laughs> yeah, but Ferrari before have been gluing their heads back on the chickens with Pritt stick, and Fred's brought his on tube of super glue, so it might work this time. Well, maybe. <laughs> super glue, uh, super glue that is made up of crushed up prancing horses. Ah, yeah. I can't remember what podcast it was I was listening to, but one of the people on it uh, pointed out the fact that uh, Vasseur's already left a formula one team because it wasn't operating properly like when he when he was at renault uh, and they they saw no reason why he couldn't do this again yeah he wasn't in charge at renault though was he he was second or third in command at renault yeah yeah, yeah but but this this thing being like they, he could see things weren't running and it, it wasn't going to match what his aspirations were i left the team and it's yeah, it's. I'm. I'm sure if he if Ferrari keep doing that, he's he probably the type of person that would just go and find himself a a new um a new team to work for <laughs> a new challenge. Well, I think the thing with Renault after watching the very fucking weird and surreal Carlos Ghosn documentary on Netflix this week was Renault was an absolute mess back then. Um, not just not just the F1 team, but every part of Renault. Mm. Um, if you've not seen it on Netflix yet, have a have a look for it. Um, it so the interesting bits of the story come at the end. The um, being smuggled out of the house in it wasn't actually a cello case; it was a flight case. That that makes Carl, it better. Carlos Ghosn. Yeah, yeah. He was um, yeah a unique individual that was running Renault and Nissan at the same time, um, in very unusual ways. And I think that was what was filtering down to the, um, well, to all the sporting division of Renault, to be honest. Um, because there was a lot of, um, there was a lot of problems with the whole Renault organisation from um, the rally cars upwards. But, yes, yeah, um, 
it's worth a look just just to um, just to see the CCTV footage of him being smuggled out of his own house and then turning God, up because like turning up in Lebanon. Yeah, because Infinity was a Renault Nissan project, was it not? It was, yes. And they used to have the Renault used to run the um, Formula E team that Nissan had taken over, or taken over the management of. And there's a, there's a lot of mutual directors and uh, mutual major shareholders, and they were, they were effectively sort of two arms of the same mega call. Smash! Cheers! It was just a light clink. It's fine. But yeah, have a have a look for the um, have a look for that documentary because it's um, it's it's well worth a watch. You got to sit through a lot of animations. Animations. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like I say, it's very 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 strange. Okay. You don't expect a business story to have um, that much animation in, mm. unless it's. I was, I was going to say, um, air, crash in, air crash investigation, no. or, <laughs> <something>. <laughs> <clears throat> or May Day, as it is in some countries. Oh, God knows what it's got. It's got a different. It's got a different name every country. And the pilots always wear bad wigs. Anyway, I'm, I'm sidetracking myself now. Um, where else are we? Um, oh yeah, the ongoing saga of Andretti trying to get into Formula One. Which, unlike that review that we got on Apple Podcasts this week, uh, we got we got accused of having an anti-American bias. I feel no, like I, I feel well, like shit. we've spoken in a very pro Andretti. Well, Andretti, I, th- I thought we said we wanted Andretti. Yeah, we in we would sport. like them. How long yeah. has that film been listened to? It wasn't so long ago. I used to jokingly refer to myself as a god, a proud God-fearing American. <laughs> <laughs> It's not even a bit. That was fucking real. I didn't think we're anti. Let's be honest. We, if, we, if we're gonna like play devil's advocate here for a second, anti Scott Speed. Yes. I think that's fair. That's not because he's American. It's because he's shit. I'm incredibly pro Scott Speed because of his name. <laughs> it's but his name. His name is false advertising. Yes, I'm with John on this one. It's it's like the McDonald's Big Tasty. That is only half correct. Yeah, I, I can't dispute that he's, that he's called Scott. He's not even Scottish. Listen, <laughs> big, hang on. Whoa, the big tasty. Let's let's uh, let's deal with this fake news one thing at a time. The big it tasty is tasty. Okay, yeah, it's not big. Yeah, but it, it doesn't taste nice. But it definitely tastes of something. It's got taste. Yeah. yeah. I'm just going to turn streamer mode back on on Discord because um, I'd forgotten. Is that what's <laughs> chiming away? In that the that was that was what was bleeping. I have never okay. partaken in the Big Tasty, so I cannot possibly comment. Anyway, Formula One. Uh, America. <laughs> you know what no, no, no. liquid smoke t- smells like? Yeah. That it tastes like liquid smoke. Oh, okay. It smells. I mean, I've, 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 got, I've got liquid smoke that I put in cocktails. But I've also got a smoker, so I can smoke cocktails in that. And it's a lot yeah. It comes out a lot better. Yeah. I think we've digressed. We we I have completely. We have. So anyway, America. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. America. We're fine. We're fine with Fuck America. Yeah. <laughs> Coming again to save motherfucking Formula One. Because let's <laughs> be honest, that's what happened. Americans bought Formula One and saved it. Yeah. Um. So we, uh, having it, I'm not trying to 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 say whoever made that uh, review was wrong. I am. But they <laughs> but they they weren't correct. Let's just say that. I'm I'm almost convinced if it wasn't like the last episode we did, the episode before when we were talking, I even turned around and said about how happy I was there was three three Grand Prix in America. 
Yep, we 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 like the, the there. Are, uh, I don't know if three might be too much. We'll have to see when we get to Vegas. But um, the I mean, when we get to Vegas, when the sport gets to Vegas, we're not going. Um, uh, anyone who wants to fund our trip to Vegas, yeah, <laughs> but the patron the patron page would have to drastically change for that to be something that happened. I might not be allowed to travel. Patreon.com slash three legs four wheels. Okay tonight. Just in just in case <laughs> just in case you want to help us get to Vegas. And yeah. Um what was I gonna say then? Yeah that was so and uh, did I not say last week as well that Logan Sargent seems like he's the real deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We were very complimentary uh, of Logan Sargent last yeah, week. Yeah well, well of course Alex we know that Alex Albon is, is one of the is one of the most talented young drivers on the grid. Okay, fine. He's uh he struggled a little bit at Red Bull, but then so did everyone. Um and yeah, he kept pace with Alex Albon. He was only a few seconds behind his teammate on his debut. Come on. Logan Sargent he did a good job. Anti American rhetoric. We might joke about the Americans sometimes. But I just joked about the Irish and the Italians. We and joke English. because we love. I just think it's nice that one of drive the drive to survive fans can operate a computer. <laughs> Obviously can't operate a pair of headphones. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, what what I what I was going to say um was the Andretti F one project is gaining pace. They've signed Nick Chester from McLaren's Formula E team to be their technical director. It's a solid signing that. Yeah. Um, for a team that we don't know is a definitely a go yet. Yeah, I mean, Nick Chester was James Allison's replacement in Enstone. Okay, so James Allison left Enstone to go to Ferrari? Yeah. In what, 2011? Uh, 2013. And then went from Ferrari to Mercedes? Yes. In what can be remembered as, uh, in a catalogue of some fairly spectacular fuck-ups, how Ferrari treated James Allison is... Mm. Right up the top of that. It's classic Ferrari. That list. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. Um, I mean, if Gary Lineker was in the Formula One, by God, he'd have been tweeting about that. (laughs) 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 But um, But instead, we get Nick Knowles. Oh God. (laughs) Right? Can he tweet something contentious so the BBC suspend him, please? Is he Nick still Knowles on the BBC? Is he? Well, he said he was the other day. Oh, I accidentally caught some of him on television. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you'd wash your hands after. <laughs> you, know, you know when you go into the kitchen and something, you're, something's on television, you go into the kitchen and you come out and you go, what the fuck is this? <laughs> well, I was I was embarrassingly watching the local news and then I went into the uh, went into the kitchen, did some some sort of kitchen, washed some stuff, came back in and... The, the one show had started, and he was on the one show. I was like, "Oh no!" So yeah, he. This is going on my list of more reasons never to watch the one show. I was just going to say the best the the best thing about the one show is the fact that it isn't actually just the one show. Otherwise, we've got real problems. Sixty, <laughs> not sixty-two. <laughs> I misheard him. Um, but anyway, a different Nick, Nick Chester, um, he was with the Mercedes Formula E squad, stayed when they swapped over to McLaren at the start of this Formula E season, and, um, 
decided yeah. he didn't like orange. <laughs> and yeah, he's um, going to be moving to Andretti as technical director. So whatever whatever obstacles, Formula One, the FIA, and the real anti-Americans are thrown in Andretti's way. I am a real anti-American. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Withhold the rights of everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Parody, fair use, don't have to pay royalties. Um, yeah, it looks like Andretti's still saying, fuck you, we're going ahead with this as much as we can. I'm really enjoying this. Yeah, Andretti should be in Formula One. We've said this before. Yeah. Mm. There's no reason to, for, for, for Andretti not to be. We disagree with the teams saying, oh, you know, well, what are they going to bring to the show? Oh, why don't you let them in and find out? You let HRT in. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they they brought in so much technology-wise. I mean, okay, they got, gave Danny Rick his first drive. Mm. Uh, yeah, I think Toro Rosso paid them a sum of money to give Danny Rick his first drive. I don't think they found him. The, there is there is every chance. You know, it, it seemed that bad that they weren't entirely sure that they'd be able to run the cars in the first two races. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not great, is it? I mean, maybe maybe that's why the rest of the teams don't want another embarrassment like that or Mastercard Lola in there. We've got like they've got General Motors on board with them. It's not like they're just turning up like, "Hey guys, I've got a credit card and I want to be a Formula One team." Again, that was Mastercard Lola. They had a credit card and wanted to be a Formula <laughs> One team. Well, they were a credit card company, and look what happened there. <laughs> to be to be fair, as Austin Martin has shown. Uh, Having enough money is clearly massively ven- beneficial to a team. Yeah. Do you want? Uh, do you want to be a Formula One team? Oh yes, please. Well, you can't. For everything else, there's Mastercard. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, with with ten teams on the grid, I think the way that the Concorde agreement used to be written was the prize money and the travel money only went down to tenth. So, with it being a ten-team closed shop, everybody gets something. And it's just greed, isn't it? Yeah. So with eleven teams on the grid, if that if that regulation is still um still the same, then well someone's gonna miss out. Someone's gonna yeah, someone's gonna lose out and oh my god, we're making it into a proper race and a proper competition and we're not just you know, no participation awards. Don't worry, we'll still give ours out. So I think you know I think that's that's the problem that the sort of whole closed shop thing don't want to run the risk of finishing last. Yeah, um, I think you're probably right. I think the other thing as well is it's. It, I would be surprised if Andretti was to come into Formula One and um, prop up the back of the grid. Yeah, I, I'd I'd be surprised if they came into Formula One and fought for wins and championships, but. I'd have, I'd expect them to at least be around Alpine. Yeah, they'd come in middling, wouldn't they? Yeah, um, and that means that half the grid gets shuffled down a team. So yeah, it's the that that's that 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 means a team that would would be fighting fighting for points is now not fighting for points with Williams. Well, sort of night Williams. Wouldn't no, we're leaving. They're doing. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, the, force force of habit. Yeah. But <laughs> it's the, yeah, the 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 team that made. Well, let's be honest here. If you're going to say the team at the back, they're probably going to McLaren. Be yes, <laughs> that's where I was going with that. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, we'll stop and fill our car up with air six times just so that the new boys maybe not be last. Oh, let's let's not go there. Now, apparently McLaren are saying they're hopeful for the rest of the year, as I said earlier, but... Yeah, hope doesn't doesn't win races. That's like breaking all of your bones in January and going, well, can't get worse, onwards and upwards. <laughs> You've seen the state of the pavements around here? It's a, that's an occupational hazard of living on the Isle of Man. Uh, some some somebody sent us a comment last week saying, well, you know, where's the Manx news? That's all I listen to this show for. So that there it, there oh. it is. Isle of Man. We've okay, got, we've got on a second. No, we can do better than this. Oh. oh uh, right. Everybody else carry on. I'll find some Manx news. Actually, we do have some Manx news. Friend of the podcast. Oh, yes. Yes. Friend of the podcast, Cameron Halls, um, is now racing under the Manx flag. Oh, nice. Um, he's driven... A, He's our own pet. Safer if you race under a helmet. It's <laughs> <laughs> a fair point. <laughs> One of these days, I am going to bring the stream deck down here, and I am going to insert bloody rim shots into this show. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's raced under the um, Irish and French flags before, so we've got we've got our own little Rossbergian. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he's um, he's a he's a real he's a really good guy. Um, yeah, we, we interviewed him on the podcast. Was it early last year? It was. La- it was last year. Last last year is a bit of a, a bit of a blur for me. Um, but yeah, we, uh, we interviewed him last year. Stayed in touch. Um, his website is hosted on the same server as Three Legs Four Wheels because I've donated the web space to him, and um, he's doing web He's doing a twenty-four hour race at Silverstone in real life in a real car later on this year. And uh, just look out for a Three Legs, Four Wheels logo somewhere around the car and on his race suit. Nice. That would be cool. And if anybody else, if there's anyone out there, business owners or something like that, because he'd still be looking for sponsors. He's still he's still looking for sponsorship, yeah. Yeah, so if, you, if you're a business owner or if you've got an interest in, in you know, getting into into some kind of motorsport uh, and want to test the waters first, get in touch with us and we'll put you in touch with Cameron because he's he's... He's a he's a good young lad, and everything that he's tried his hand at, he's done pretty well at so far. He so. he wasn't bad in the um, the ERA championship where he won his first race. Yeah, and well, he well that was the second because he, he's done the French GT championship, hasn't he? Which he won. Mm-hmm. Um, he he's done the ERA and he won. Um, so yeah, um, and look at twenty four hour race at Silverstone, and he's a bit yeah. he's a bit nippy on uh, sim racing as well. What car is he in for the for the endurance race at Silverstone? I will have to find that out because would you believe I don't think he's actually told me that. Let me just go back through my messages. Um, but this is also potentially good news for us because it means when new people find us, they won't need to ask us what the three legs are about. That is, that yes, is very clear. and I, I still, I still don't actually know, still don't know what the car is. I, I did comment on his, um, on his post saying he was racing under a Manx flag that it was the right number of legs and the right number of wheels. Mm-hmm. So there we go. That is, that is tonight's Manx news roundup. Yeah, I was going to go with something boring, but uh, that's, oh, that's go on. What we, what were you going to go with? I'm intrigued. I was going to go with the, 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 um, the, the number one news story. Which is uh, currently on the media site for where you work, Sean. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Police highlight a worrying trend involving young people. 
Young people, they exist. What is it? Jeans and rock and roll? <laughs> no. no. The fight videos are being posted on oh, social media. Oh, is happy apparently. slapping back? Well, I think it's it's happy slapping, but for a new generation. Because uh-huh. uh, I think everybody who's doing happy slapping has probably now got you know married with children, so the happy slapping's frowned upon. Yeah. Um, <laughs> When you're in your late twenties, so <laughs> only in the Isle of Man would people get would people that are reasonably like reasonably comfortable in general. Like I know I know not everybody is, but in general, only in the Isle of Man would people would those people get so bored that kids start organising their own fight club. <laughs> also, right, okay, so so uh, so so the top story is the police highlight the worrying trend. The second story is to expect sleet and snow over hills tomorrow. Oh, and the third story Which is... could make organising said fights difficult. <laughs> <Could you? laughs> or really easy. Uh, and the third story is race a Cameron Horse, a race on the Manx flag in 2023. So there you go. <laughs> They're obviously missing you in the office this week. I think we've had that interview in-house for a little while, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Right, on to a bit of a preview. As we've um, already alluded to, we have the third Happy Now Saudi Arabian Grand Prix this weekend. Um, coming into the back, of, coming into it on the back of um, Bahrain, where Red Bull um, buggered off. Um, yes, I'm probably going to do the same again. I was going to say, honest. do we do we see this happening again? Yeah, because Ferrari don't have the pace to catch them. Uh, it's it's a it's a very fast circuit, like Lee said earlier, but I just don't think it's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a very fast circuit. I can't really see anybody catching Red Bull uh, if it's not a one-two. Something goes severely wrong for them, based on the form of a single race that we've seen so far this year. <laughs> I mean, of course, the circuit looks like a giant wonky spoon. Excellent. Have a look. It does. No, I do. I like shapes of circuits. Um, and I think. Is it still the fastest corner on the um, fastest corner on the calendar on here? Is it the fastest corner? Or is it one of the it's one of the fastest circuits, isn't it? In terms yeah. of that average speed. I don't know if I'd say spoon or I'd say scalpel. Yeah, either way, I've... spoon is a is a Suzuka. So yeah, so it's, all right, wonky scalpel definitely wouldn't want to be cut with that. Um. Yeah, I mean, Max won last year, uh, although it was um, it wasn't a sure thing. But I don't think the um, I don't think the the gap between Ferrari and Red Bull is anywhere close this year. Yeah, no chance to send that picture through the, the circuit. It looks like it looks like somebody's made a scalpel out of a paperclip. <laughs> <laughs> I still I still think wonky spoon. Tell you what, let, let us know on Twitter. Hashtag spoon, hashtag scalpel. <laughs> oh, oh, no, I see what you mean. It looks like a spoon from from like a side view. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Do you I get, get some that look different from different angles? Yeah, you, you sort of tilt your head 45 degrees. It looks like a wonky spoon. But it's easier to tilt your phone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at it on the laptop. I'm not tilting that. Okay, fair enough. Um, so, we have um, a strong Red Bull. A unpredictable Ferrari and the unknown quantity of Aston Martin. It's one of them. It's one of them where, I mean, it's too early to make predictions based on form. How, however, <laughs> what else have we got? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. However, 
going for that on form. Should we do some predictions? Yes, okay. Right, who's going first? I'll go first because it's easy. Verstappen Perez Alonso. That was uh, okay. That was straight to the point. I am I am just putting those in. Just putting those on the website now. Uh huh. Because because now we use the web. <laughs> rather, rather than isn't, rather, it, isn't r- it generating fantastic content? Yeah, rather rather than a bit of paper. Um, okay, who is going next? He's right, like, it's it's Verstappen, Perez, Alonso. <laughs> God, I agree with Lee on something. Someone oh. help I am I am struggling to convince myself to say something else just for variety. I'm going to do it. I'm going to go, Verstappen, signs. I thought you were just going to say it in a different accent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing it, but I'm doing it cunningly in a female voice, so it sounds different. Verstappen. Verstappen. Signs. And because it's a fast street circuit, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to go stroll. With the... We forgot Aston Martin's got two drives. Yeah, and he's he's got like half a working wrist by now as well. One and a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Street circuit if it was 90 degrees and lots of straights. <laughs> oh, sorry. Just we, we um, I, I completely forgot this. I don't think I don't think we mentioned it on the last episode. If we did, I'm sorry. I but it, it I noticed the other day how hilarious it was that Alonso turned around and said how. Uh, how much of a good job like Lance Stroll did driving with a broken wrist. And then as soon as he finished that, he said, of course, I drove most of last season with broken bones. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm going to go Verstappen. I'm shocked. Alonso. <sighs> and Sainz. Wow. Goodbye, a, a Red Bull yeah. DNF. <laughs> Um, yeah. I don't know what I'm predicting for Perez. I'm just not predicting him on the podium. Um, the Red, Red Bull get, get it totally wrong. Ferrari get it right. And we'll start here next week. Like, well, no one it. predicted that. No. <laughs> well, we were accurate as always. Um, right, if you want to do your own prediction, you get to predict the top five, pole position, fastest lap, number of DNFs, will there be a safety car? Probably. Uh, not a virtual safety car, a full-blown safety car. Just go to threelegsportwheels.com and head to the Prediction League, and you can put the um, you can put your predictions in there. Also, there's a link to our official F1 Fantasy League that we're running. Uh, I think we've got about 90-odd in there now. So um, see how you stack up on Fantasy F1 management against everybody else. I probably should change my team for the next race, because... I always do for the first three races and then just forget about it and usually come about <laughs> 200th, even if there's only 100 in there. Um, if you want to get in touch with us, then there's email, 3 wheels at gmail.com, at 3 wheels on the socials, um, patreon.com slash 3 wheels if you want to contribute to the send the four of us to Vegas fund or buy us some, <laughs> buy us some new software at least. And individually... We are not, we are not anti-American. 
We would love to go to Vegas. And we'll even break the rules because we will go if we go to Vegas for the Grand Prix, we will talk about it afterwards and what happens in Vegas won't stay in Vegas. We'll share it. Unless we put the podcast out in Vegas, then technically it stays there. Not really because our server's in Manchester, so that's where it's going to be going. Technicality. But... <laughs> <laughs> um, have we done the individually on Twitter a bit? No, I haven't. No. I, I've, no, I mean, it, I've lost track. Mm. So, individually on Twitter, we are. At Sean Cowper. At Flood21. At Must See Audio. And at Pablo100. Um, sorry, it's been a bit light on F1 tonight, but not aside from a race preview on Ferrari screwing up, there's not been a great deal to talk about, has there? No, there'll be a load did next we, week. Did we, but... did we mention Hamilton bitching at his. Uh, oh, his we didn't. No, he oh. sort of let that slip on the BBC podcast, didn't he? The bosses didn't listen to him when he wanted to change his making towards the end of last year. Oh, I'm sure he, I'm sure he was saying that last week as well. Yeah, it's I. Do you know what? I I kind of get what he what, the, the sort of thing he's talking about, but it's so much more deeper, isn't it, than just a driver saying, "I need more downforce" or "I need you know, I need more front end." You know, it's it, it seemed to me a um unnecessary column inches were created. By Lewis saying that, yeah, and uh, remember the Alonso dossier when was it? Where was it? Was it when he went back to Alpine when they were Alpine? He 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 had that thick fucking file of like everything that was wrong with the car and what needed fixing. Mm-hmm. Like after after testing, he handed it over. Like there you go. That's what you need. That's what we need. There's my file. Read it. Fix it. Um. Experienced drivers are able to give experienced feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, it just seems very strange that a seven-time world champion would would just go on a podcast and be like, "Yeah, they didn't listen to me." Yeah, it was a bit weird. I, I do you know the the one I remember most about a driver that was publicly chastising the team, saying that like they won't, they didn't listen to me, and I was right. Was Grosjean? Mm. Yeah, they had an entire year of Grosjean saying this new these these updates don't work. Was it the, the brakes? Was it specifically the brakes he had a grievance with? I can't remember. I just remember him saying the and old look car. What happened better. to Grosjean? Yeah, they finally gave him a slightly quicker car, and he burst into flames. Um, he stuck it in a wall first. Yeah, not go, not not going quickly. I no, wait, no, he, stuck it, he stuck it through the barrier. <laughs> well, no, I'm, ta- I'm talking about the Baku wall. Okay. Yeah, I was just going to say, but Grosjean being Grosjean, I feel like that car was going to burst into flames anyway. It just happened at the same time he drove it into like, a fence. <laughs> <laughs> see, they had, but, yeah, see, they had uh, what was left of it on display at the uh, at the circuit. Wow. No, it's, it's on display in Spain, isn't it? A Formula One museum. Uh, no, they had it at the circuit, and then it's going to the Formula One music. Oh, okay. Would you want that as a reminder? Like, I think it's fine if the person survives. I mean, you would you wouldn't want like Senna's Williams on display, would you? No, that's morbid. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, saying that though, morbid things can be parts of history. Do you know what I mean? Well, I you guess know, if you, if you go into a museum, you will find plenty of. Grim stuff if you wander around, yeah, mm-hmm. and things. Very true. Hitler's eagle's nest is a cafe, so. 
not going to use that for the title this week. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's just intention with things like that, isn't it? If you're going to look at something and your 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 sole purpose to go and look at it is like this is this is cool and this is a, a piece of history, or it's like oh my god, somebody died in that. Oh, I mean, dark dark tourism is definitely um, definitely a thing. I, you know, um, I yeah, you can call catacombs, you know, wherever you wherever you know they're yeah, Paris or there's, there's under uh, Paul, you'll know about them under York Minster. Oh God, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, uh, the, I'm, I'm, the undercroft is full of um, yeah, for, formerly alive people. Yes, I've seen them, lots of them, mm. many skulls, walls think- made out of them. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, somebody, somebody I know, I'm not not going to mention any names, Alex, um, is into dark tourism and morbid history a bit, and he actually bought mail order, um, a bit of the fireplace from the um, Sharon Tate killings house. That's <laughs> weird. Kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> weird. Oh, like, he, should, he should be on a list for like delivery people. You know? <laughs> Your old three legs fourth down uh, colleague Juan is um, also into a bit of dark tourism, isn't he? Because he he went to North Korea mm-hmm. uh, on a holiday, and also uh, did he go to Chernobyl as well? He's got the yeah. he's got the fucking season pass for Chernobyl. He's been at least twice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you he think? What do you, what do you think makes his beard grow so quick? <laughs> oh, I don't know. That was Go on, sorry. I said it was rad. Yeah, deserved more. Oh. <laughs> right, we've taken a path down a very, very dark road. I think it's probably about time to call this a day before we call it a nightmare. I agree. <laughs> so I now pan from Austria, Germany, and the border between Belarus and, and, and Ukraine. Yeah. And, and yeah. North Korea. And North Korea. I know, that's Both. fine. I've bad thoughts. Oh, and, um, and there's a good chance of Ramsey as well. Well, I need to be careful. My family's from there, so alrighty. But, ah, you're a Portsmouth fan, so you're you're automatically barred from Southampton. Yes. <laughs> this this flood area of travel availability is narrowing. Thanks to my own <laughs> words. <laughs> we will see you next week with uh, some more words. If you want your country insulting, get in touch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> could it could it be a separate patron team? <laughs> stay, stay classy, planet Earth. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.